There are only two Sundays left in 2020, and maybe that's, maybe that's good news. That's one thing that's been on short supply this year, good news. Whether it's been the news of the COVID-19 pandemic, whether it's been the news of racial unrest in our country or political turmoil uh, or troubles closer to home, businesses closing, people that we know who have been out of work this year. It's easy to think that this year, all I want for Christmas is just some good news. I remember those scenes early on in the pandemic as people would line up outside of their hospitals and as the doctors and nurses would come off of their long shifts and people would celebrate, they would applaud, they would cheer, they would play music, they would honk their horns, cheering for them completing another difficult day of work. I remember early on as neighbors in neighborhoods, they would put hearts in their windows and other things for children to see as they would take walks during the day. I remember right here at, at our church, we had a box out front and we filled that box with jigsaw puzzles and DVDs and other things, coloring books and other ways that people could stay entertained and stay busy. And we did our best. We did our best to interact, even if we even if we had to do it differently, we did our best to encourage one another. We did our best to make connections and our hearts overflowed with that. Something, something inside of us craves good news, doesn't it? Something within us wants good news. We want to hear something good. And so we come to the Christmas story, and, and what do we hear? We hear angels proclaiming good news to the shepherds. We hear the shepherds leaving and going off and proclaiming good news to everyone, the good news of the birth of Jesus, the good news of the birth of the King, the Messiah, God's promised one. Good news that we're not alone. We're not alone in our grief or our pain. The good news that God is with us. All I want for Christmas is some good news. That, first, that good news first came to the shepherds on a very dark and very silent night. We're looking today at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. That good news, the good news of Jesus changed the world. And the good news that you share with others can change their world. And while the good news of Jesus changed the world, the first thing it changed was the hearts of those who first heard it. In this passage here in Luke chapter 2, we see the impact of the good news in some very, very personal ways and ways that we see the good news still impacting people today. In fact, you, you listen to this passage and you hear the announcement from the angels and what you first hear is that good news inspires great joy. You're likely very familiar with these words from Luke chapter 2. This is the Christmas story. Just between you and me, the first person that ever ran, read this to me was Linus on the Peanuts Christmas special. The first people to whom the good news was declared, though, it was declared to the shepherds. We begin in verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And in that same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. I love hearing those first words of good news, and I love hearing them very personally. Verse 11 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord the Lord, born unto you, you shepherds, you who are sleeping outside, you who are tending your sheep, you who are the lowest of the low in your society. And yet it was people like this that first heard good news of great joy. And here's something that you and I can't afford to miss here. Who gets that promise of great joy? It's not just for the shepherds. It's not just for the believers. It's not just for those who attend church or who watch church online right now. It's not just for those that are listening to Christmas music. The angel says good news of great joy that will be for all people, not just us. We don't hoard the joy. We don't keep the joy to ourselves. The way we live our lives ought to inspire joy in those around us. Your faithfulness to Jesus, the way that you live your life, the joy overflows to people around you, and they respond with joy. You know, Peter says something very similar in his letter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, Peter says this to the Christians reading, Christians who were living in societies of people that had very, very different, very, very different emphases in their lives than, than the Christians. Peter says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. You know, Peter's very honest. There are going to be people who speak against us. There are going to be people who say evil things against us. We can't control that. But what can we control? Peter says we can control our good deeds. We can make sure that people know our good deeds because when they do, that causes them to glorify God. That causes them great joy. I think about some of the things that we do around here at Kansas Christian Church. Back in October, we had our trunk or treat and we had several of us out in the parking lot wearing costumes and sharing candy and sharing other gifts. We had over 100 people come through and, 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 and participate in that. And everyone, everyone had great joy that night. Lots of kids, lots of parents. But that night, we, we showed them, you know, a lot of those people will probably never attend a church service. A lot of those people will, will never proclaim faith. But that night, we showed them that we love them. We showed them that we love their kids. We were here for them. We brought good news, and we brought them great joy. We love to sing about that joy. We sing joy to the world. But there's another promise that comes with that good news, and it's a promise that's much more personal because this passage also shows us that good news produces peace. The first promise of the good news is that it provides joy, that great joy for all the people. But here in the promise of peace, it's much more personal. It's a promise that's made to you. Verses 12 through 14 
And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, hear that promise very carefully. It is not peace on earth, goodwill to men, as we often sing. It is peace to those who have received God's favor. It is a promise of peace made specifically to believers, to people who follow Jesus. The good news of Jesus produces peace in your life. We know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We call him the Prince of Peace. And as Prince, where he reigns, as Prince of Peace, where he reigns, you will find peace. And when he reigns in your heart, you recognize his peace. That's exactly what Paul is trying to tell us in one of his most beloved passages from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, where Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know that kind of peace because you know the presence of Jesus in your life. You may not be able to explain it. You may not understand it, but that peace is always there. That peace is always for you, and that is good news. The peace that passes all understanding is so important to us. This past year has been a struggle for many of us. There has been a lot of bad news this year. We've suffered some tremendous losses in our community, in our church, in our families. There are people that we love who are in pain and, and are grieving, they're hurting. And yet, as I've talked with them again and again, what I've heard them say is in the middle of their loss, in the middle of their grief, there was this amazing peace that just washed over everything. Now, sometimes that peace has come in the way that other people have blessed them and cared for them, the way that others have loved them through their hurt, and they've brought peace. And, and sometimes that peace has been a struggle to find, but it's always been there. Good news produces peace. Good news inspires joy. Good news produces peace. And there's one other lesson here in the Christmas story. And that is that good news fills us with wonder. We hear this as the shepherds go to see the baby Jesus. And then also as they leave from there and they spread the word, they tell everyone what they saw. Verses 15 through 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Oh, but Mary, she treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told 
them. I look at that verse 18, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. You know, the word for wonder there, it it seems to be one of Luke's favorite words between the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Luke uses that word 18 times, more than anyone else. He uses it 18 times. There were those who, who they, they wondered. Sometimes your Bible says they, they marveled. This news amazed people. The Greek word that we get for wondered there, it's, it's where we get the English word enthusiasm, that kind of excitement. And they were excited about the shepherd's news. Good news does that. Good news fills people with wonder. I've told you that this is one of Luke's favorite words. It's also amazing as you look through the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, it's amazing to see how Luke uses this word. Uh, More often than not, it's used to describe people's reactions to to Jesus in the Gospels. Uh, uh, They see Jesus healing, they hear him teaching, and they're amazed. Even those that disagreed with him, they're amazed, they marvel, they wonder at what he does and what he says. And then we get to the book of Acts. And so often we see this word used of the reaction to the outsiders, people who are outside the church, and yet they're watching what the church is doing. They're hearing the things that the church is doing, and and they're seeing what's going on within the life of the church. It's the word that's used in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, when Peter and John are in prison, they are hauled before the council. They are told that they are not to speak in the name of Jesus anymore. But verse 13 says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated, common men, and they were astonished. They wondered at that, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. You know, there may be people in our world who would like to shut us up. There may be people in our world who'd like us to stop talking about Jesus, but that doesn't mean that we can't fill them with wonder when we bring the good news of Jesus. You think about 2020. You think about the difficulties we've had, the struggles that so many have had, the the difficulty of finding any kind of good news. What if 2021... What if in 2021 we find a way to bring the wonder of God, to cause people to marvel, that we found ways to love the people in our community who are often so lonely. We found ways to care for those who are struggling with poverty and struggling with their needs, and we found ways to be there for the people who are sick, people who are hurting, people who are suffering loss in our community. So many blessings There are so many blessings that we can bring, and it begins with the good news of Jesus, a good news that fills people with wonder. It is wonderful to almost have 2020 behind us, but the truth is we don't know what's ahead for 2021. Every year has its own joys, and every year has its challenges. Uh, We have reasons to hope, but Every year also brings us reasons to despair. I can't promise you 2021 is going to be better, but I can promise you this. The birth of Jesus Christ is still good news. It's still 
fills our world with joy. It still brings wonder to the people who are around us as we share the good news, as we share the life of Jesus with them. And it still brings us a peace that passes all understanding. So in 2021, let's make sure that the good news doesn't get left behind at Christmas. Let's be prepared to share the good news with those around us, those who are so desperate, those who are in need to know, who need to know that God has not abandoned them, that, that God loves them, that he sent his son to save them. Let's put our hands and our feet and our faces to that love. And let's see what that does to our world. We come now to our time of communion. Communion is always a very special time as we get close to Christmas. We give so much attention to the infant. We give so much attention to Jesus' birth. And yet the cross is always there. And we're reminded again as we, as we come closer and closer to Christmas, as we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, that we are, we are celebrating the one who was born to die, born to give his life for us. We come to the table. We come to communion. We come to the bread. We come to the cup, reminding us of his sacrifice and the amazing love of the Father. Let's take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you that we can remember not just the birth, not just the giving of that gift, not just the announcement from the angels of good news that will be great joy. Father, we can remember the price behind that announcement. We can remember what it costs you and what it costs us as we lay our lives before you. We thank you for the bread. We thank you for the cup that remind us of your sacrifice. And we thank you, Father, that we can not only partake of this, but we can partake in the joy of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Lord, as we go from this place this week, as we, as we go out into our world, let's not just share Merry Christmas. Let's share the love of Jesus. Let's share the good news. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today. Go in peace.